It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and today on the podcast, I have Jason Harwood. Jason runs the Help Me Understand the Book of Mormon podcast with over 1 million downloads. He's a former seminary teacher, an EFY speaker, and also works a day job. He and his wife, Brooke, live in CUNA. Did I say that right, Jason? That's right. Good job. Yes, yes. CUNA, Idaho. And they have seven kids and one puppy. His son just left on a mission to Hawaii, so it was time to get a puppy. Was it a COVID puppy yes. or a mission puppy? Um, it, we got it in like June, so it was on the tail end of COVID. Tail end of puppy. COVID. Puppy. Yeah. Okay. What can I ask? What kind? Of it's puppy? a little shorky. My wife oh. has this dream of just having this cute little fluffy dog, and so yep. yeah, it's like a four or five pound little thing that. Some people would compare closer to a rat or a guinea yep. pig than a dog, but yep. you know. So very uh, different than my 75 pound Bernadoodle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the yard cleanup is significantly easier, significantly easier on my end. Yes. Mine yeah. are like piles and yours is probably just little <laughs> pots. So. Yeah. Piles versus pots. Um, no, we love her. In fact, my son yesterday, Benson, he's six years old and um, I was getting ready and I was pouring a bath. And of course, that means no privacy. My like my dog, my kids, it's just there's no privacy in our home. I have four <laughs> boys and they don't believe in privacy. So any, it's just open, open to yeah. the public. Closed doors are no. insignificant. Nope. And so I'm like, at some point you need to give them up. But so anyway, so I was pouring a bath and my dog comes over and she hears water running. So she went to get a drink. And my six-year-old climbed on her back like a horse and just rode her for a while. Like he yeah. was just on her back like a horse as she was getting a drink. And she just sat there and let him. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, this dog, she's, it's so fun, but she is, she's a lot. She's a lot of dog. She's huge <laughs> and heavy and, and thinks she's like a five or seven pounds. So sure. she'll try to sit on your yeah. lap and she'll try to like, like cuddle up next to you. And you're like, get off. She's so heavy. Yeah. So Oh, a little shorky. That sounds so darling. And it, but are you ever worried you'll like step on it or? Yes, all the time. Yes, Look, as I... my kids run around and play, yes. and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to step on it and crush its head. Yes, and that would be a devastating day. So yeah, that would be. Yep. And our my boys, as you know, the story they ride our dog. So yeah. like, we need a really hardy, <laughs> resilient, we need, yeah. we need yeah. a tough girl. And she's a tough girl. So, okay, Jason, so your podcast is called Help Me Understand the Book of Mormon. And tell me a little bit about how you came up with this idea. Have, I, as a seminary teacher, did you just love studying the Book of Mormon? Did you recognize it was difficult to teach people? And you're like, okay, I should do something about yeah. How to help people really understand what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, and all those things are true. The Kind of the scriptural backing behind it comes from Matthew 13, which is the parable of the sower, uh, where the guy goes out. And, and many of you are familiar with this parable. He throws seeds out. Yes. And the seed lands in different places and some in the stones and, and some in good soil. But there's this one verse that has always stood out to me, uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 19, that says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, 
Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. There's a lot of ths in that verse. No, there is a lot of <laughs> But yeah. the core of that is, is people receive the word of God, but they don't understand it. And then the Savior said, then cometh the wicked one and, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. Yes. And I just had that experience teaching seminary, teaching for heaven's sakes, gospel doctrine and, and talking to so many members of the church, whether, you know, 14 year old freshmen or 18 year old uh, seniors or missionaries or whatever. And they, and maybe you felt this way. Maybe I read, you know, I read the book of Mormon. I don't really understand it. Right. Um, And so my effort was just to try to, in in simple, easy ways, really help people better understand and then apply what they're studying in the scriptures. So I I mean I hope uh, that it's done some good, uh, as this podcast would indicate. You know, well, that's I hope why it's, you're here. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's doing good, and and that if you listen to it that you would at least walk away and say, okay, now I at least kind of understand what that chapter is about. Okay. I at least understand a little bit better the doctrine that was, you know, that that chapter is trying to teach. And, so, and yeah. How, well, so how do you do that? How do you help people understand? Are you, do you have a scholar background? Do you just no. love to dive in? Do you liken it to our time? What do you do to help people understand? Yeah. I mean, do I have a scholar background? I mean, I guess, you know, I have a master's degree in educational design. So a little bit, and, and I taught seminary for five years. And, um, one of my, one of the most fun things you mentioned, I'm a former EFY teacher, you know, EFY kind of, uh, sort of shut down. They, they still do some little things, but, uh, I was with the last group that, uh, uh, BYU Provo, the last like official EFY group ever yes. as an instructor. So that was kind of fun. But so I, I tr- what I, what I try to do is, is just break it down and say, okay, what's the core message? Uh, yeah. Boyd K. Packer taught uh, true doctrine understood changes attitudes and behaviors. And a study of doctrine will change attitudes and behaviors faster than a study of behaviors will change behavior. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. I, I just try to say, okay, so you read, you know, I don't know. We can take any chapter. Uh, my most recent, um, episode I think was like ether 14 and you're reading ether chapter 14 and the, the Jaredites are being destroyed. They've been in and out of righteousness and wickedness, the pride cycle, you get to ether 12 and it's great. Cause it's like faith. And, um, I give unto men weakness that they may be humble and my humble is sufficient. And, and, um, you know, that you receive a witness after the trial of your faith. And we love ether chapter 12. And then you get into 13 and 14 and the end of ether. And you're like, I, what is this even about some, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so you try to take that and say, what's the lesson for us? Yeah. Um, and so that's what I try to do is I try to say, okay, back then the Jaredites fell and why did they fall? And then I try to incorporate in quotes from modern, um, apostles and prophets and church leaders and say, see, this is how this chapter applies to us. And and I should live differently because of what I'm reading. So, you know, so often you read it and 
and it's hard to apply it. But if you look for the doctrines, if you look for um, Richard G. Scott said doctrines are are truths packaged for application. Ooh, so I love so you that. just try to look for a little thing and say, how is how does that impact my life? And now I understand yeah. it better because I'm I'm trying to live better or live differently because of what I'm reading. I love that so much. So what is one scripture story or um, application that you have used to benefit your specific situation, your specific trial or decision or something that you were going through where you're like, okay, this has directly like the scripture story. And then how have you applied it to your life? I I don't want to be controversial, but I will share one that I we just did this with my kids this week. Uh, Alma chapter three. Uh, there's a group of people in Alma called the Amlicites, and they had been Nephites, and then they joined the Lamanites, and they got the Lamanites all fired up, and they decided to come attack the Nephites. The problem for the Amlicites is, is that they looked like Nephites. And so if you go into battle looking like a Nephite, your, your new best friends, the Lamanites might kill you. Yes. And so they did something interesting. It says they, they put a, a red dot on their forehead to mark themselves as Lamanites. They wanted oh, it to be clear to everyone on the battlefield. We're Lamanites. We are not following the prophet. And they made it perfectly clear. So everyone could easily look at them and say, oh, there's a person not following the prophet. And so I talked with my kids this week and said, you know, gosh, in our day today, what are things we do? You know, and we talked about with back to school, you walk down the hall and you can look at almost every kid and you can say that that kid probably plays sports and that kid probably does rodeo and that girl probably um, is in band because she's wearing her band jacket. And this, yep. you know, this kid over here, um, you know, probably uh, does this thing. And, and because we all do it, if, if you saw me now, there's things you would know about me because of what I'm wearing. We mark uh, ourselves. And, yes, we mark ourselves. And so, as, you know, what things are we doing now to mark ourselves as I'm choosing to follow the prophet? And so um, we had a great conversation about it. And, and I also, you know, this podcast is so important for this because I said, look, th there's physical things that you can do to indicate and to show that people could look at you. But, yes. but really, it's what side you're on. Right. In the story of the Amlicites and, and the Nephites, it's it's which side you're on and how you treat people. That's yes. the best indicator that I'm trying to follow the prophet. 100%. Yeah. And and so, you know, I mean, people get hung up on what we wear and and whether we wear this or don't wear that. And 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 in the end, um, it, you know, we're, we're studying the Doctrine and Covenants and Come Follow Me this year. And there's this great verse in section 88 of the Doctrine and Covenants uh, where, I mean, uh, the Lord has gone through a whole list of of ideas, cease to be idle, cease to be unclean, cease to find fault one with another. Um, he goes through a whole bunch of different things. But then he, after going through all of that, he says, but above all, clothe yourselves with uh, the the uh, what does he say? I got to find the exact quote because it's so good. But he says, uh, close yourself with charity as with a mantle. Um, 
and uh, close yourself with the bond of charity as with a mantle. Doctrine and Covenants 88, 125. Above all things, it's how you treat each other. So that's a long, that's a, that's a long answer, but, I, but, no, but that's, that, that's an example of, yeah, we took Alma chapter three, this amazing story of the Amlicites. And we say, how is that like me now? Well, how am I marking myself as following the prophet? And if how I treat others is my greatest indicator, yes, then, then how, how does that play out? in the life of a teenager or a 30 something year old or whatever. I, I completely agree with you. And there seems to be a, an attitude now of, well, why, why do I have to do that? And is this really that big of a deal? And does mm -hmm. this really matter? And part of me, I don't have any teenage girls. So I'll just use the example of, of dressing and modesty. And part of me thinks does Jesus Christ really care about how long your skirt is, if your shoulders are showing, if your stomach? And I am probably um, in the minority that I have a huge testimony of modesty and why it's so important for young women. And mm -hmm. people try to compare young women and young men. And I'm like, we have different body parts. So, it's, you know, like this is fake <laughs> anatomy. Like it, it's different. Boys can wear their, take their shirts off at the pool. Girls shouldn't. Like that's yeah. just obvious. But, um, and, and I don't want to offend anyone because I know, I know that so many parents are struggling with their kids and picking their battles and choosing and yeah. what do I push and, and what don't I, but, but it's my belief and, and testimony that we are supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed mm -hmm. to look different. We're supposed to act different. We're supposed to have a different set of values so we stand out from the crowd. And it's not about, does Jesus care that you have sleeves on? But I do think it's about your heart, as you said, following the prophet, even when you think, what is this? A, does this matter? Is this a big uh -huh. deal? Uh -huh. Where's your heart? And, and how are we showing that we are trying to do what's right and follow and follow the prophet and follow the savior. And why does he want us to be a unique people? That's used several times in the scriptures and, and in, mm -hmm. you know, our prophets and apostles have called us a unique people being looking different and acting different. There's a purpose and a reason behind it. And there's a mm -hmm. scripture and I was trying to find it as we were talking and it might not be a scripture it actually might be a quote by a general authority. And it's the quote that says when we see Jesus Christ, something about we will know him as he is because we will be like him. Isn't there mm -hmm. some like that, that we will, <laughs> we will recognize him because we will, we will be like him. And I think that's the whole point is becoming like our savior. Um, but more than dress and, and appearance and everything, it's in, like you said, in attitude mm -hmm. and behavior and, and in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it's such a fine line because, you know, the, the, this concept of doing good is, is interesting because we want to do all we can to live as closely as we can to the counsel that we've been given as it relates to so many aspects of our lives. Yes. And yet we all come up short. Yes. So, so we give ourselves a little bit of grace and we, we repent and we, we strive to be a little bit better. Yes. And we have to do the same for other people, realizing that 
every person's out there trying to do their very best. And so we live with charity and love and compassion for other people. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, of course that doesn't then release you from the need to strive to continue to try to do your best to live, um, you know, in, in accordance with, with these principles. So it, it's yes. this, it's this continual process of, of striving to, to be good and to do good. And yes. I think you gotta, you gotta have both of those. You gotta, you gotta strive to be the best you can be and you gotta strive to um, do good and be kind and loving and, and accepting and generous to others while still holding true to your belief of, yeah, this is the way I ought to live my life and, and how I feel that I come closer to God. So Absolutely. it's a fun human challenge. We it's all a fun human challenge, but I, yeah. but, but that's a great point. Um, I feel like, and I, and I found the, a quote that's similar. It's called, it's from um, elder Paul B. Piper of the 70. It's from October, 2018. All must take upon them the name given of the father. And he said, as we endure in faithfulness, the day will come when we will see him, Jesus Christ, and be with him, and we will find that we have become like him, thus qualifying us to return to the presence of the Father. So um, kind of a funny story, but a few weeks ago, I was thinking about just doing something that was a little bit out of my comfort zone and 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 maybe something that well, I'll just say getting my ears pierced again. Okay. This is really silly. And, and, but I'm like, I let's just here, here we go. I really wanted a second pair of earrings and, um, and, but in 2000 and I can't remember 2001, 2002, president Hinckley came out with girls should wear one pair of earrings. And all my friends took their second pair out. My mom never let me get mine pierced in the first place. And so I didn't have to worry about that, but I, I, I have one pair of earrings and, and, um, my friend was having this piercing party. And again, this is not to pass judgment on anyone that has two pairs of earrings. This is not the point of that. But for me, I was thinking, what is the reason behind this? Why do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. What, what is the reason? And I will be honest, a little bit was to kind of be rebellious. I have never done <laughs> anything in my life up until that point. Like I have like, I'm kind of a letter of the law type of girl. Everything is black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I like obeying and I've seen miracles and blessings from exact obedience. So for me, it's worth it even when I don't understand. And that's not saying that it's blind obedience, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's what faith is doing something when you don't understand. It's like when, when, you know, the angel came to Adam and said, why are you offering, offering up sacrifices? He's like, I know not, I don't know, but heavenly father told me I needed to. And then, and in the book of Mormon, when the angel asked Nephi, what do you know about the condescension of man? He said, I don't know the meaning of all things, but I know heavenly father loves his children. That's enough for me. I know he loves us and gives us commandments. I don't know why. And so this whole thing with the earring, like, I don't understand this. Why it came from a prophet, but the prophet has, has, been with Jesus for a long time. Like this was a long time. Now we've got two prophets since then. <laughs> yeah. They'll stand, you know, and, an and, and I thought this is just like a little thing that might scratch that rebellious itch. So, so anyway, I ended up not doing it. And, and I was praying Heavenly Father. And I'm like, if it's not a big deal, then why is it a big deal? If it doesn't matter, why does it matter? And, and the thought that came to me was, 
when you know better, you do better. And mm-hmm. I have prayed about, should I get a second piercing? And I know it sounds so silly. And I received the answer of no, you shouldn't. And so now I know that's not for me. But does that mean that everyone that does is bad or wrong? No, but I've come to realize instead of looking at people like, oh, they have a tattoo, they have a piercing, they're mm-hmm. not going to church, they're wearing a really short skirt. Instead of judging them, it's maybe they haven't asked. Maybe they're not, they're not there yet. They haven't, they have received a different answer. They're not. And so instead of looking at someone like you said and judging them, it's, oh, well, I asked and this was my answer. So now I'm going to do this yeah. for them. They haven't, they haven't received that. So I can't judge them because we're all on different levels spiritually. We're all progressing differently. And it really changed my perspective on instead of, well, you shouldn't do that because I know I shouldn't. It's different. I think Heavenly Father gives everyone the light and knowledge that they ask for. And then when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't leave room for judgment. Like you said, it's you do good and then you lift others and help them in their journeys. It's not about a, it's not a judgment thing. It's yeah. the best that we can. And I think it's important to hold ourselves to a high standard. We're capable of that. It's like, we need to be at a different level. Like that's the whole point of the gospel. If it was, well, you can do whatever you want, just believe in Jesus. And that's kind of an attitude I found more, more and more like just love everyone uh-huh. and, and, and love Jesus. I'm like, yes, but there's always been high standards in the yeah. church. And it's yeah. like Elder Holland's talk. He said, we cannot expect to go through life, be like, give me an easy life, no trials, no hardships, and then let me come live with thee and be like thee. That's not that's not the way yeah. it works. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the fascinating things as you read the scriptures and, and study the Book of Mormon. There's not a single... Uh, person in the Book of Mormon that I think, man, I really wish I could trade places with that person. No, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to go through what Nephi went through. No. I don't want to have to. I mean, Abinadi, are you kidding me? You know, Alma and, uh, and, and Amulek. Amulek. Oh my gosh, it's got to be Alma fourteen, where every single person they've taught is is killed for their beliefs. I mean, that for me, that ranks up as the most difficult missionary experience in recorded scripture. I agree. Uh, you know, Nephi, there's, I mean, there's like seven Nephi's in the book of Mormon. I don't want to do any of it. Am, uh, you know, like none of it. And none so, of it. so we look at these heroes and what they had to go through. My goodness, we're studying um, doctrine and covenants this year. You look at, at the pioneer heritage of, of the women and men and what they went through. And you just think, Nope. Nope. And yet we we all hope at some point to receive the same end blessing and so we're going to have to we're, we're going to have, have to go, to through, go some, through something we are and when when people say well the pioneers will look at our day and think about how hard that is and and i'm not saying it's not hard we have mental and emotional challenges mm-hmm. that are unprecedented i mean they really are incredibly difficult but i think about my own pioneer ancestors walking across the plains, wrapping their feet as they bleed every night because their shoes have worn out, burying Mm -hmm. their children in the frozen ground, or just laying them down, knowing the wolves will probably come and and eat their children's body. I cannot imagine anything more horrific. So I feel this great responsibility 
to live my life in a way that will honor their sacrifice and what they went through and to be like, I will stay strong because I know what you sacrificed so Mm -hmm. I could live this life. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about, um, do you, you have seven kids, your wife, (laughs) you and your wife have seven kids. Uh, Do you, uh, yes. Oh, seven children. That's like, that's a lot of children. That is a lot. That's a lot. I have four. So like almost double that seems. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, have you, do you ever run your podcast ideas by your kids? Like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you like? How are you? I want to know what your come follow me's are. Cause they're probably oh, definitely more insightful and deep than uh, ours are. <laughs> um, they are, a, you know, I, so I actually, um, I actually do uh, write and publish a weekly come follow me lesson outline. People can get at it. Uh, help me understand LDS.com. That's my website. Help me understand LDS.com. So okay, it's, a, it's a weekly come follow me lesson outline. And and uh, we did come follow me last night, actually. And it goes most uh, probably about the way most people's do. There was a little you puppy. Say a prayer. Have yeah. a fight. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a little I'm puppy running good. around, bugging everybody. Uh, it, my daughter afterwards <laughs> said, thanks for the lesson. I was like, yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as I wanted it to have been. Um, it. There are kids who don't – one of my children didn't have their scriptures last night, even though I said, everybody grab your scriptures and come join us for Come Follow Me. Uh, yep. <laughs> it took me about 17 times of saying what section and verse we were going to read. That's so good. Yeah, it is so crazy. And at the end, you you um, appreciate the time to spend together because of all of the children. I mean, I got kids who play basketball and softball and do swimming and piano and gymnastics and and one son who's on a mission and we are everywhere. And so what I appreciate with Come Follow Me is the time to spend together to just sit down because you know, I look back and I don't remember any, I remember like four maybe um, family home evening lessons growing up. And one of yeah. them is a game that we played buckle, buckle beanstalk. For some reason, I remember that. I don't even know how to play. I just I was going to ask, I want to know how to play buckle, buckle beanstalk. <laughs> it's That's like, really a, it's like a hot and cold <laughs> thing. It's like, okay. you know, you fight something and, and you try to find it or something as I remember. Okay. So what, but what we're trying, what I really think we're trying to do is spend time learning together. I think it does teach the children something of importance that that you value learning together. Yes. And, and I do think that can be some of the, the value of the podcast is if you go to your kids and you say, hey, I was listening to this podcast about the Book of Mormon and, and here's something that I learned. Here's a quote that I liked. Here's an idea that I had. It instills in your children the value of learning and, and that learning's important important and that even as an adult you're continuing to learn and strive to do and be better so if anything i think that's critical even if three weeks from now my kids if you said hey what did you do for come follow me they're not going to remember if you you know yeah if you said what did you do three weeks last time they don't know that you know the principles that they start to sink in the doctrines they start to take um, uh, effect and, and but if you said, "Hey, do you guys have come follow me?" Yeah. Yes. 
And that's, how do you feel that, yeah. that? How do you feel? Cause you, you do remember, you do remember that you remember the feeling in your home and even, even with the contention and with the fighting and with the dogs barking and all the craziness, it's what was the feeling? And it's, yes, we felt the spirit. And this is why you, this is why you do the same things a million times and you go through this yeah. same, it's the Bible. It's the Book of Mormon's Doctrine and Covenants. We do the same thing over and over every year for the yeah. rest of our lives. It's because we do. We and and different principles sink in at different times. Like you know, you kind of peel back layers of stories and people. And and wow, I never realized that. Oh, Amulek and Alma. Like now that I'm a parent, imagining watch like that story takes on something totally different. Watching yeah. the women and children, and and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that it was. Amulek's family was included yeah. in, in those people that were burned and who knows, but that takes on a whole new meaning knowing that even still he stayed true. He, wouldn't you be like, never mind. Yeah. That's okay. I'd rather just save my family, you know, and knowing they could knowing that like a couple scriptures later, they like come out of the prison, all the walls fall down, they come out fine and they're pr protected by fire. And then, well, why didn't that happen for them? And yeah. like, so, but all those things and it's, it's, it's hard and it, but it is worth it. And, and our kids will remember how they felt. So, um, Jason, what do you hope people will learn from your podcast and, and what good do you hope your podcast will do for, for families and individuals? Oh, I, I mean, I, I do hope that people come closer to God, that your personal relationship with God is strengthened as you study and understand God's word. He gave us the scriptures for a reason. We are instructed to study them for a reason, and that is to strengthen your own personal relationship with God and to use the principles taught to improve your relationships with others. Uh, and so th that's what I would hope is I'm closer to God today because I studied the scriptures and I, I, and then maybe, you know, you have an interaction with someone and it's a better interaction because of something that you learned and, and the way the Holy ghost taught you from reading the scriptures and, you know, nothing I say in the podcast will be of much significance. I don't think, but I do think it opens up your heart and mind so that the Holy ghost has space to inspire you in what you personally need just to create an open space. I, I love that so much. And like you said, it's, it's not necessarily even about, understanding the book of, it is about understanding the book of mormon but more so the deeper layer is as we understand more and and learn more about the doctrine mm -hmm. we become closer to jesus christ and the holy ghost which helps us in all aspects of their lives and yesterday i was at my ministering sister's house she braids my hair you can't see my hair is in braids right now so she's she's 16 and instead of ministering to me, I'm, she just braids my hair and then we chat as she braids my hair. And so it's so <laughs> darling. So I get my hair braided and we have a good, a good talk. And she's so yeah. amazing. Her brother's on a mission in South Africa 
And um, as she was braiding my hair, her mom was holding up the phone he, he for his weekly call, which is so awesome that missionaries, have you talked to your son yet? I did yesterday. Oh, yes. Isn't that amazing that you get to do that now? <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I think it it's good. so great. And so he challenged her to read the Book of Mormon every day. And she's like, oh, I'm starting school. Oh, it's so hard. And he said, I am teaching people that don't even speak English and challenging them to read the Book of Mormon day. And they've committed to it. He said, I can't challenge them if my own family is not doing this every day. And so she committed to five verses and it was so sweet, the tender love that this brother had for his sister and how just doing that can change. It's, it's all like you said about having the Holy ghost help you with anything you need Mm -hmm. in life. It's not about reading the book of Mormon and learning about what the Nephites and Lamanites went to. It is, but it's more about having it sink into your soul. Like you said, relating it to your life and then having it personally bless your life and have it get through any challenge or trial that you get through. And I think that's what I want my children to learn is that it's, this will help you with anything you need in life, any problem, any question, any worry, read the scriptures and it will help you. Like it's this, uh, this, this resource that's available to you waiting just to, Oh, I'm so worried about this. And it's, Oh, have you read your scriptures? And like, how can that help me? But it really, truly does. And so I, I think it's amazing what you're doing with your podcast. It's called, again, Help Me Understand the Book of Mormon um, and, and Jason Harwood and tell us where they can find the podcast, what your website is, again, where people can go um, to learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, podcasts are are luckily becoming more and more available. So Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher is a popular one for Android, just about any, you know, uh, Google Podcast, uh, any of the podcast um, places that you already, if you're already listening to podcasts, if you're on my website, help me understand LDS.com. And there's a Book of Mormon study guide there and links to sign up to get the um the weekly come follow me lesson plan. So yeah, you can get all that there. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to come on my podcast. Yes. I love it. And for all the good you are doing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert, available exclusively inside Our Turtle House. At Our Turtle House, there's something for the whole family. From full-leg talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers, to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens. Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.